his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is now 834 here at WCCO, and I am so excited to interview Chris Valesco from the Washington Post, one of my favorite newspapers. Welcome, Chris. How are you? I'm good, Jayla. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you join us. Okay, we're going to talk about some apps that could help us save money at the gas pump. Can I just tell you that's almost number one right now? Almost, not quite. Um, and, and we need to look at offsetting what you pay uh, with a little bit of planning. So let's talk about this. Let's just jump right in because gas prices are just out of control. It's truly, truly unreasonable for most Americans. Looking at AAA's national average gas price, as of, I believe today, the national average uh, price per gallon in the United States is about a hair over $4.30. And I think in Minnesota, there are some counties that are getting especially close to that. Maybe we haven't fully tiptoed over that threshold yet. But no matter who you are, if you're driving and if you're having to go to that pump, it's, it's going to be a thing. Yeah, you know, and I'm feeling some kind of way about it. I mean, I'm starting to complain. I don't like to complain. And I'm starting to complain about this because it doesn't make sense for me. Some people are telling me it's all about the Ukraine and Russia war. This is why this is happening. You agree? That's that's certainly part of the issue. I think we started to see gas prices rise before the Ukraine situation started spiraling out of control. And a lot of that had to do with the way people's uh, sort of uh, behaviors had changed as a result of the pandemic. So, you know, we spent the last a lot of the last two years sort of more or less indoors. That caused some oil producers to sort of dial down their supply uh, sort of across the board. And as we sort of reemerged from from you know quarantines and sort of becoming a uh, part of the world again and venturing out there, then the demand started to kick up again. And then that mismatch between the existing supply that had been dialed in and the demand that was shooting through the roof because you want to be out there again has, has really contributed to this problem as well. Someone look at you and just say, hey, just go and buy an electric car and get over it. <laughs> what would you say to them? I mean, <laughs> hey, if you have the means... <laughs> to do that. And I don't just mean financially. If you live in a place where the sort of infrastructure is is put together enough that you could reliably charge at home or charge on the way to work or, or you know, there are just enough charging stations between you and wherever it is you ultimately want to go, then I think that's a pretty sound investment. And, you know, I, I think in time we'll see this current gas price spike begin to taper off. But I think it's also pretty indicative that these are, these are going to be issues we're going to be having long term, right? Like the, our reliance on oil has always kind of been a problem and regardless of the sort of peaks and valleys that we hit as a result of you know geopolitical factors and supply and demand the point is we should all consider moving towards an EV if that's reasonable but again there are just a lot of people out there living in a lot of areas where the structures and the infrastructure that sort of make that feasible for them just really aren't quite there yet 
Here's what really bothers me. I don't understand why we are encouraged to buy these cars that use oil, right? I don't get it. Then we turn around and say, oh, maybe you should get an electric car because that, and those are even more expensive. And then they say, no, no, you should just take, you know, transit. Metro transit, that's the way to go. And so many people are doing it in the Twin Cities right now. It is really working. <laughs> Transportation on, on the, the light rail, you name it, the buses, whatever. It's working. So why not just say to all the cities, especially the big cities, hey, we're going to just slow down on the oil, the gas. You know, we're going to learn to ride our bags, you know, especially when it's warm outside. Those are the things I think about, but it's something I'll never do. I, I, I'm sort of with you on that one. I lived in New York before moving to San Francisco to come work for the Post. And, you know, Having having really sort of robust and well thought out sort of public transit systems can really help. And you know, back in New York, I knew very few people generally who had cars and sort of relied on them day to day. It was you jump on a bus, you you know grab a city bike, you you know take the subway, etc. But I I feel like there's there's something about sort of car ownership that is so tied to sort of various parts of the American psyche where you know. It, I think we're taught from a young age, and maybe this is less so now because I'm certainly not the spring chicken I used to be, but you're taught from a young age that the the car sort of represents freedom and and it's sort of a milestone in your life, and then it sort of spirals out of all these other things, and you begin to rely on it for your commutes and for your family. So extricating the car from a person's life is a great thing to do in theory, and I think a lot of people have the sort of means and the wherewithal to be able to do that, but it's certainly not going to be true of everybody, and until we sort of see some really kind of broad generational sort of shift in how we think about our relationship to cars, we're probably not going to see people dramatically sort of taper off their use, at least in the way that I think might make a big difference. I agree with that. And since we have all of these apps that we can start relating with, if you don't have any apps about gas or where the cheapest gas is, I encourage you to do it. But what are some of your favorites? So a few that I've come to rely on and people around me have come to rely on uh, Gas Buddies, probably the most popular gas comparison service out there. And, and with good reason, there have been many that have sort of come and gone over the years. But Gas Buddies is the one that sort of continually has stuck around and sort of added features to its sort of overall experience that people generally find helpful. But the core of it is if you fire up GasBuddy, the app, you install it on your iOS or your Android device, you create an account, and you're very quickly just shown a list of nearby gas stations and what the price of fuel is, uh, depending on what your preferred grade is. There are some downsides to using apps like these. Um, GasBuddy, if I'm not mistaken, at least partially relies on the people who go to these gas stations to make sure the prices are correct. So if you... You know, if you live in an area where gas money isn't as popular, for example, you might not be getting the fullest, clearest sense of what a gallon of gas will cost you until you actually roll up to the gas station. And for some people, again, that's maybe not the hugest concern, but I think finding ways to sort of prevent the gas price spike from really hitting you requires quite a bit of planning and a little bit of time if you're able to devote that to to this sort of entire endeavor. So if you the ability to maybe not as accurately plan before you make your move is, is going to be kind of a deal breaker for some people. I agree with that. Gas Buddies is my number one to go to, so I agree with you on that. My biggest challenge is sometimes you're told, okay, it's this amount, and then you get there, and it's a totally different amount. Maybe it's even higher, and that's frustrating. Why is it when we see it on the app, it tells us how much it is. Why is it allowed? Why is that gas station allowed to go up when we've been told that that's what it is? And that's before we even get there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course. 
And again, I think that really speaks nicely to sort of the mismatch in data, right? A gas station and some gas stations and some companies that sort of own, operate, and manage gas stations are very good about sharing their price data on a near real-time basis. And some other apps are able to take advantage of that. Others, like GasBuddy, from time to time, you know, you are looking at a situation where there is there is the price that's on the sign. You don't really see it until you get there. And if no one has actually, you know, taken note of that and made sure to update it in the app, there's a pretty good chance you're just going to miss that or make information or make a decision based off of incomplete information. So, I mean, Unfortunately, like gas prices rise and fall throughout the day, as we've all seen, just because of the, the demand and the supply sort of unrolling the way that it does for that day. So unless you have unless you have people who are generally really good about making sure those prices are well reflected across these multiple services, you can't always guarantee that the the sort of plan you've built for yourself before you get into your car is the sort of plan that you ultimately act on once you get to the gas station. Okay, so here we are looking at these um, apps and we're saying we can we can save money if we just pay attention and go to these places that have cheaper gas. What about the quality of the actual gas? Does that matter when it comes to where people go to get their gas? It sure matters to me. It certainly does matter to some people. From from what I've seen and sort of investigating some of the apps people use to find this cheap gas, it obviously, like, your your premium tiers will still cost considerably more than, like, a regular tank of gas. And I, I, I sort of focused my, my sort of investigation is, is a lofty word for what I did, but sort of getting into <laughs> uh, just, like, peeking apart uh, sort of, uh, the data available and, and sort of the gas prices that sort of tend to pop up most frequently. I mean, yeah, if you can, if your car is, you know, perfectly, if you feel fine putting a regular in your car, you should continue to do that just because it'll see you the most savings in the short term at the very least. Right. So true. So here I am. Um, I'm driving around town. I go the usual way. Right. And then all of a sudden you tell us, hey, pay attention to the, the route that you take. Maybe there's a better route to save money. Tell us more about that. That's very true. You know, I think a lot of people who jump into their cars and, you know, do the same commute every day, they, they probably have gotten that. They boil it down to an art. You probably do with your eyes closed. Not that you ever really should. But, you know, these are these are very sort of common paths. We know the sort of ins and outs and how to sort of make sure that we spend the least amount of time in them as possible. But it's getting nice out, you know, where I think a lot of people are considering what to do over the summer and in sort of a safe way that often involves people's cars. So as you sort of consider what you might be doing with your car in the next couple of months, it'd be a good idea to use a new feature that was built into the Google Maps application for iPhones and Android phones last year called the Eco Routing. So basically, once you, you use Google Maps, same as always, you punch in your current location or let your phone figure out where you are. You punch in your destination. You hit the button to show you the routes. And more often than not, the shortest route is the one you'd want to take anyway. It's the one Google recommends. And it's the one that would probably have the least impact on the environment because it is the most fuel efficient. But there are certain cases because Google Maps takes into account traffic data and sort of elevation that if you were to pick an alternate route uh, that is sort of denoted by a green leaf inside the app, uh, that that is designed to be, or Google understands that to be a little more fuel efficient. You, if you actually click that route option, you'll get a pretty, you'll, you'll get an estimate. We can't vouch for exactly how accurate they are, but you do get mm-hmm. an estimate for how much fuel you would save if you took this route versus the one you might normally have taken. 
Yeah, there you go. That's what I need to do more of right there. Let's talk about getting cash back when you can. Uh, I know that a lot of people say, hey, if I get cash back, I'm going to that place, whether it's cheaper gas or not, or if it's really good gas at a better, you know, easier price for us to accept. So tell us how getting cash back really matters to people when it comes to the gas pump. I mean, truly, at this point, with gas prices hitting these all-time highs that they're hitting, I, I, I strongly recommend all people to sort of consider every op- possible option that they have. You know, a lot of people will have credit cards, for example, that include these cashback uh, sort of promotional schemes that apply to gas. But if you're not that kind of person, if you don't have that kind of credit card or credit cards are not your thing, I totally understand that there are applications out there that sort of replicate some of those features that in a way that don't require you to do much extra work and ultimately do get you a little bit of money back. So services like TrueNow, uh, GetUpside, these are applications basically uh, that allow you to roll up to a gas station and fill up your car the way you always would. And sort of depending on which service you use, the kind of experience diverges from, from like that initial kind of show up and fill up. So for a service like TrueNow, there's, there are participating gas stations, but all you do is you go and you fill up your car, same as always. Once you've created an account, you scan a copy of your receipt, and once they chew on that, you get however many points back of cash back uh, deposited in your account. And you can either use those points at sort of other participating locations, be they gas stations or grocery stores or nearby restaurants, or you can have them cashed out directly via PayPal, and you ultimately just walk away with money. The one downside to a service like that is that because they use PayPal to sort of get you the money if you choose to cash out, PayPal takes a considerable chunk. I believe it's close to half in some cases. Oh, so ouch. It'll, 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 right? it'll slowly get you something back, but it's maybe not the best way to go if you want to make money or, or sort of offset what you're paying at the pump really quickly in the short term. Uh, we've had slightly better experiences with a service called GetUpside, which works differently. Again, there are participating gas stations. And you, again, this is where the planning comes in. You open the app, you see the map, you see the gas stations nearby that sort of support the scheme, and you sort of claim your spot uh, to be able to claim that cash back. So it's not going to be all of them, obviously. You might have to go a little bit out of your way, but once you claim that, that slot in their system and show up and fill up, then you can claim that cash back a little more easily after the fact. So there's, it requires a bit more planning as, as we've discussed, you know, it, it is very important to kind of think through your, your gas strategy uh, these days in particular, but it does seem to be able to get people cash back with, with less of fuss, which is, I think we all agree is probably the better way to go. Okay. And then get upside. You did talk about that, but what is a gas station partner? Who are they? These are these are gas stations that just have you know commercial partnerships with with GetUpside and TrueNow. Uh, I believe Shell and, and other sort of like major gas station chains uh, are, are part of this. You might if you if you're not sure uh, because I don't know exactly which ones are sort of linked up with them right off the bat, but it's a free download. It might be worth checking just to see what the lay of the land is around you. If you have quite a few of these gas stations that participate in these cashback services nearby, it might be worth sort of reconfiguring and rethinking where you stop and when you stop. Let me ask you very quickly about Uber uh, drivers. A lot of times, at least initially, um, I knew some Uber drivers and they had to pay for their own gas. Does Uber give them the money to do that now, to get the gas because it's so expensive and many of them have to go some quite some distance? 
Yeah, it's a really big concern, especially, you know, the gig economy is something a lot of people are having to lean on. And, and now where, you know, people do rely on this for, for their, like, main income, every little bit does count. And the sort of losses Sorry. that you're starting to see accumulate because of these high gas prices is very difficult. Uber has started to take, uh, take action in response to this. I believe on Friday in the U.S. and Canada, uh, riders taking Uber trips will pay an additional fee of up to, I believe, 55 cents as a fuel surcharge. These are temporary. They'll last for about two months, as I believe what Uber has said about it, just, just to kind of help offset, uh, frankly, the pain that people are feeling at the pump. If you're, if you're an Uber driver and you're truly sort of taking enough rides, uh, that, that might actually help. That could contribute, you know, enough for uh, an extra gallon or two at the pump that you might not have to pay out of pocket completely. But if you're, if you're just sort of doing this part-time or if you're just doing it to supplement your income, there is a very big question as to whether or not these, these little sort of fees added to the bulk of a trip really make a difference for you. I'm not sure that they do. Wow, incredible. Chris Velasco, thank you so much for joining us tonight from the Washington Post, which I love. And um, hopefully we can, we've really learned from this. Um, many can listen to the podcast and see if you can uh, glean a bit more from his, his conversation. But we really thank you for doing this because our gas is going up, up, and up. So there you go. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Take care, Chris. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 